Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a guy who appreciates a good robe, Ryan Nelson. Justin, we don't talk enough about how just exhausting it would be to be an avatar for the gods. Oh, we don't, because apparently it's a lot, lot more to it than what we, what we ever could have possibly imagined. Absolutely. So. Uh, so we definitely need to talk about that a little bit more. But uh, obviously, uh, we will talk about all the gods that make their appearance in this episode of Moon Knight. But if you have been listening to the podcast since we started a few months ago, thank you for continuing to listen. And thank you for continuing to make us part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about the third episode of the Disney Plus show Moon Knight, which is titled The Friendly Type. Uh, if you are new or a regular and would like to, more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record, just like I'm about to do right now with this one from Brandon Wedgworth. Uh, both uh, Ryan and I have had some discussion on Twitter with Brandon, so we appreciate him giving us this review. Uh, but he wrote a, a five-star review titled Good Show Guys and said this. This is a really good podcast by a couple of guys who you can tell genuinely enjoy the material they've been discussing. I feel like it's entirely possible they started the podcast as an excuse to watch all this stuff. Maybe. You're not too far off. If you want to know the story about how we started this podcast, go join our Patreon. And you can get those episodes, and we talk about that in our very first Patreon-exclusive podcast. So. Uh, but anyway, some of the shows, uh, I'm sorry, I missed, I missed the part. Oh, there it is. Uh, to be fair, I don't listen to every episode. Some of the shows just aren't my taste, but I think that's okay with a pod like this. Go through and listen to the ones about shows you've watched. Also, they've given me some ideas on what to watch next. Then I can go back and listen to some more episodes. Anyway, Justin and Ryan, great job and keep it up. So, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's one of the things about our podcast. We don't, everything we cover may not be up your alley and that's okay with listen to the ones that you want to listen to. Don't listen to the ones that you don't want to listen to. I've got a few podcasts like that so yeah uh, and we also would love to hear your recommendations yes i, I would love to hear. if there's something y'all want us to cover that we, you think uh we need to be uh spending some time on you know always hit us up you can hit us up on twitter uh my tag is justin m strong uh ryan's is ryan nell 76 uh, and you can also go to the uh to the show's podcast uh twitter the podcast twitter's account which is uh the ma underscore uh, podcast, if I think if I remember correctly. So, let me let uh, me say something before we get a bunch of 
Justin has not watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, so yeah, I, 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 we can't go that far. I, I, I was doing, I was doing good to get caught up on uh, uh, Succession. Uh, I only had three, three seasons. I had to watch that, so uh, it's going to be. And also, the, this thing with last year for Breaking, uh, not Breaking Better Call Bad, Saul, yeah. Better Call Saul. So it, it'd be kind of hard to get caught up at this point. So. Uh, I've heard they're good. I just, I just yeah. I haven't had time to watch them. So uh, it's one of those things where you have to make. You guys know some of your parents. You have to make decisions about some things you're going to watch, and that was one that I never just got into. So, uh, but anyway, but yeah, uh, anything, especially anything that's coming out that's new, uh, keep us in mind. If we'll do our best to get it on onto the air. So, all right. So uh, we are talking about Moon Knight episode three. Like I said, it is called uh, the Friendly Type. I don't really. Did you understand why they called it the Friendly Type? You know, I, when, I never uh, really got that. I, I never saw that until you. Or it didn't hit me, but yeah, when you mentioned that, I was like, "Why did they say that? Maybe the yeah. gods were friendly." Maybe I I, I don't know. I, I couldn't. Maybe because he was an old friend with the uh, the lady guy. I don't remember her name. I got that in my notes somewhere. But oh, uh, uh, well, you know, Layla said something to um, when when Mark when they were meeting with um, the uh, midnight Anton. man Anton. Yeah. She said something like, "You need to let Stephen take over because you're going to screw this up." Because he did she say he was friendly? Maybe she yeah. she, she may have said that. Okay, because that's one thing I was when I saw it was titled "The Friendly Type." I was like, "Well, that's an interesting title," and I never really completely understood the reference. I mean, like I understood the previous references. Mm. I mean, last one, episode two, was "Summon the Suit." Like that makes sense. But anyway, that's just that's a minor point. I'm not that worried about this. Uh, but I just did want to see if you caught that because I sure didn't. All right, so uh, just some overall thoughts on this episode. What were your overall thoughts? I thought this was the best episode of the of the season so far. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. I thought uh, this really having Layla join the show, she she really brought so much to this episode, right? Because uh, we we learned a lot about her and mm. and just uh, the woman can kick some butt. Yeah, she can. Uh, I thought it was the best episode, too, and we'll get more into it. But it's one of the things about this episode, I think, that maybe it made me think a lot about Boba Fett. And the reason it made me thought, think about Boba Fett was, look, there are there's some messy issues with this episode. I'm, I'm, I'll be real honest. There are some things that are that are uh, storytelling wise there there's a bit of a mess and we'll talk about those in a little bit but it was always fun this episode was and yeah, that's what yeah. boba fett never could get even when it got messy narratively on boba fett they couldn't always remember that hey we're having this is about star wars it should be fun uh and they just kind of lost that aspect and like i said we both like boba fett but there was a lot of if you go back and listen to our podcast on it there's a lot of ways in which they could have improved and made that show a lot better. And one of the biggest criticisms, criticisms that both of us had for that show was they just didn't always seem to be having fun when they were doing it, or they, the show just wasn't always that fun. It was always really serious at times. Uh, so there were issues with it. Like I said, I think there are some issues narratively, but this is a fun episode from start to finish. At least that was my, uh, no, my I, takeaway. I, I thought the same thing. And this, you know, we talked about last week, the mummy and Indiana Jones, and this definitely right. had both of them. Oh, like, yeah. The the fights that Mark was getting were very reminiscent of Indiana Jones. Uh, yes, movies. they were. And, and then, that's actually one of the things I had to so go, but go ahead and finish. I'll, I'll and bring then it up. I was going to say the stuff with the gods kind of remind me of some stuff from The Mummy. Right. And then also... Um, the the stuff where they were like uh, in the in the desert trying to figure thing out figure things out was also right. mummy like so yeah. yeah this was like you said this was this was a, a really fun episode 
Yeah, like I said, what you mentioned about this being having a very Indiana Jones feel, that, uh, that I could not agree more. It had a serious Indian that very opening scene where he's fighting those guys uh, on the rooftop. Yeah. I mean, down to like think back to the scene where they are running through Egypt in Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. and he comes across that guy with the big huge sword. He does. He's doing all those like flips and tricks with his sword as he's getting ready to fight. And Indy just pulls out his gun and shoots him. Right. Uh, right. I, th- I thought of that when they were fighting on the rooftop and that guy takes his knife out and licks the knife. And while he's doing that, Mark just punches him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought that was, I don't know if they were trying to call back to that, but it, it made me think of it anyway. So, well, there was another scene uh, when Mark, which good to see, he didn't want to kill the kid. Yeah. <laughs> but when that kid killed himself, I remember right. there were scenes like that in Indiana Jones. Yeah, there were uh, lots of I, I can't. Re- I cannot remember which movie. May have been all three. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't count the fourth one. Sorry, guys. I just don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I but, watched it once, and I still don't get what yeah, they were trying to do with that. Besides, yeah. I mean, obviously aliens, but I'm like, really? <laughs> so. I, that could be a whole podcast. But there was a that scene alone again was another one that I thought, oh, this 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 is Indiana Jones. Yeah, it had very, very uh, Indiana Jones feel to it. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I think also this episode, there's a lot of, I think the kind of the theme of it, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is trust because there's a lot of trust issues in this. You got, for example, uh, Harrow at towards the end of this episode, he provides these little seeds of doubt for Layla to kind of not trust Mark because of something mm-hmm. that obviously happened, which I'm sure we will find out. Uh, you also have the gods don't trust Khonshu anymore. Khonshu doesn't trust the gods. And you also have Mark and Steven trying to learn how to trust each other so that they can kind of work together. Because for the, we're starting to see those two try to figure out some type of a working relationship between them. And I think that's was needed and i think they're finally starting to get to it so i think that was a big a big topic in this one even though if it's not they don't just come out and say it. i think trust was a big a big theme in this issue in this uh episode yeah and th- that is that is really good points uh especially the Stephen mark because uh, i actually enjoyed where Stephen took over several times mm-hmm. and mark would wake up now granted right. we can talk about look like jake may have may have yeah. taken over a couple times and I'm sure we'll talk about that but also the uh Mark Layla issues that really came up multiple times even before that because right. uh you know Mark is just well one he's protecting her and he doesn't want to tell her everything and right. like you know he really they they were having that moment where they were kind of mending fences on the boat and then he just really played it wrong again yeah, he he did, and we'll t- we'll talk about uh, those in a second. Let's kind of go through a little bit towards. Let's go back to the beginning. Obviously, this this whole episode opens with Mark in Cairo. He is tracking down these goons that uh, Harrow has, I guess, hired or whatever. But he is trying to get information from them. And like I said, this is what we. This was the Indiana Jones piece. This was the piece that made us think of him. But it also introduced the possibility of a third identity, which you have already uh, hinted at and mentioned. We think if they're going to keep it true to the comic roots, there is a third identity in the comics, and that is Jake Lockley. Uh, Now, I don't know if that's how they're going to play this. I would assume that's the case, but they don't spend a lot of time on it, but there's a time when... He when Mark wakes up and he has a knife in the guy uh, and he's he's covered in blood and Mark's like what are you doing Steve and Steve's like that's not me, so they are obviously hinting at there is a third personality 
in here somewhere that is starting to emerge. What did you think about how they were doing this particular, how they were trying to get us accustomed to this idea? Yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was really well done. And in fact, I thought, okay. And I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of Jake possibly next episode since I'm assuming we can't get the Moon Knight suits. Yeah. Since Khonshu is now a statue. Yeah, since he's a statue now. So we'll, we'll talk about that at the end because I, I don't well, really know what you they're going to do with that. You actually forgot the original opening scene. Where Leia oh, yeah. The, yeah the, and then the she, passport, that's right. She mentions her father, which is like you have... She, she's going to end up being the Scarlet Scarab, which they've already... They already, you know... Yeah. She mentions her dad. So they're, they kind of talk about that. And then what harrow is doing he you know his story is going to be about our father right mm-hmm. oh yeah you know it is i'm sure those what they mentioned in episode two about those uh archaeologists that mm-hmm. they were talking to Stephen about i'm sure that's probably where where they're going with it that would at least that would be my guess but you know we'll say they, they may throw us for a curve because i keep hearing that there is a big switch or a big there's a big reveal or something that a big change that like changes the entire perplex uh complexion of the show in episode four so i'm still waiting to see how that's going. That, that's, that's a little to concerning be. to be honest yeah i know so I don't, well everybody every reviewer who has seen the first four episodes most of them have said episode four is their favorite okay so whatever it is that is coming for us in episode four it's apparently something that people have enjoyed at least i haven't seen anybody say anything like I said, that seems to be the case. Everybody's saying episode four is their favorite who has seen all four of the screeners, but I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see. So, um, all right. So after we, after we've had the, after we've learned about Layla's father, after we've had, uh, Mark track down these three goons and they have that taken care of. Kanshu and Mark have this discussion about how they're going to try to find Harrow, and Mark wants him to go to the gods, and then and Kanshu just doesn't want to do that, understandably so. Uh, but he goes ahead and he basically forces an eclipse, uh, which was like a, a drastic measure. Because if you force an eclipse, like eclipses, they know when every eclipse throughout eternity is going to happen. Like if you go look up when's the next uh, solar eclipse. You can actually Google that, and they'll tell you right, that. Right. Uh, because, I mean, just the way the, the Earth and the Moon and all that stuff moves. Uh, so when an unexpected solar eclipse happens, that's going to just freak people out. Uh, that's one of the reasons why, once they get to this trial, they say, if you mess with the night sky again, we're, we're going to imprison you. Because that's 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 a huge deal to do what, they, what he did there. But what did you think of this trial? Because this is where I start to say some of the narrative issues start to come in. Yeah, it was... Uh, I didn't like... When Kanchu, when when Mark would talk as Kanchu, I didn't like it either because no. it was like it was a weird accent, the screaming and looking up in the sky and just screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, w- I wasn't a fan of that. I mean, now granted, it's it's more showing off skills that Oscar Isaac has, right? But it was just weird, really weird. Yeah, it, it was weird, and so that's the first issue I have with it is just this, the, the direction they decided to take with it. But also, you know, the gods don't seem to like, why are we doing this trial? Why are you, if you're gods, why do we have to have a trial? I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. if you're, if you're a God, shouldn't you like know what's going on? Shouldn't you have some idea of what's actually happening on the planet that you are? Now they say that they have kind of abandoned the human race because the human race abandoned them and all that type of stuff. But nevertheless, you're supposed to be more than just, all right, let me see that some evidence. And, and I don't know, just the, the whole trial itself 
it just seemed poorly put together. The gods didn't come off very well, in my opinion, because, I mean, they pull Harrow out. They open up his portal, and when they open up his portal, like, well, you know where he came from. He's at a dig site looking from it. I mean, shouldn't, right, you, right. shouldn't you know this? So there, there's a lot of issues with this whole this this uh, trial that they're doing like, I, that I just couldn't get on with. But at the end of the day, the rest of this episode was so much fun. I don't really care. So uh, yeah, if that right, makes any sense, right? So, no, I agree with you. Yeah, it, it was it was little like I kind of lost interest it was, in it. For yeah, sure. it was it was wonky to say the least. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like I said, it seems like they had an idea, and like I said, then when they actually brought Hero into it, this was another issue I had with it. When they bring Hero into the trial, you know, he's trying to pull up. He's trying to use Stephen and Mark's. Uh, dissociated identity mm-hmm. disorder against him but like how does that affect Kanshu? like I, right. why are you like i said none of it made sense to me and like the fact that it's the gods bought into it, it i like i said none of it just jived in my opinion but nevertheless like i said the rest of the episode is so much fun i don't really care that much so uh which is maybe bad but nevertheless that's you know i just enjoyed the rest of it so much <laughs> uh all right so let's get, talk about the next scene so the next scene is you've got layla and mark they're on this boat and uh, because they have uh one of the female gods what was her name uh, i had it written down yeah, i didn't write it down i did but now i can't find it anyway uh what is her name hold on uh okay yatsel uh yatsel the 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 female avatar for uh i think she was her name was yatsel that wasn't the god's name uh but she kind of had a little thing for mark it looked like uh oh yeah if you got the same vibe uh yes so after the trial she goes to mark and she says you know there's another way Uh, she tells him uh, that she's got to track down this this uh sarcophagus i don't remember the sarcophagus they had to look for but they got to find the sarcophagus and in that sarcophagus you can find these star charts that will show you how to get to amit's tomb uh so they go on this boat and you know they're having kind of some they're talking and I guess at this point, you know, she's shown kind of some feelings for Mark, but she's also kind of shown some feelings for Steven. Is it a love triangle if if two of the people are in the same body? I, I wondered the same thing, yeah, because she was really <laughs> making some googly eyes at Steven multiple yeah, times. Yeah, she was. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So I think she, it, it is weird. I think she likes the way, because Steven is probably more like she is. Yes. Temperament-wise and interests and everything. But she doesn't realize how much Mark has been protecting her. Right. He's yeah. Been... So, but but yeah, is is it cheating? We we yeah. Maybe we I should go know. to the gods. <laughs> That's true. Maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, so they're having this little moment on on the boat, and they get to Anton Margot's. I guess I think no Mogart. I'm sorry, Mogart. Anton Margot Mo, uh, Mogart, who is played by Gaspar Uliel. Uh, it is his final performance in anything because he uh, tragically died in a skiing accident this past winter. Uh, they never call him the Midnight Man. That is, they never reference him. But he, this is what he is. I mean, that's the name of the character in the comics is is Anton uh, Mogart. Uh, this is the character. He says he's a collector, but the reason he's a collector, they don't really come out and say, it, is because he's a thief. Uh, and that's what Midnight Man is. And you know, it's a weird. He has a weird thing in comics. This is one of those uh, weird things that we we talk about with comics. You know, he had to steal everything right at the stroke of midnight, which seems like a bad plan because like oh, you just figure. Okay. If you can just figure out what he's going to steal, all you have to be there right at midnight, and you right. know he's got it. So, uh, but anyway, he is—he is a villain for uh, Moon Knight in the comics. Uh, but he was an interesting character. Uh, 
they're on these these horses playing the sport. Now I've got the sport. It was called El Merma, I think is what it was called. Sure. Uh, I I love the visual of yeah, these guys cool. in these spears and these horses. Uh, absolutely fantastic visual. Uh, you know you you have to be just really confident. I mean, th- th- he's got some Hugh Hefner vibes going because he he just puts on a robe. He doesn't he doesn't yeah, go get yeah. clothes. He just goes gets a robe and, and wears a robe around. So uh, what do you think about Midnight Man or or uh, Anton Mogart? Yeah, he was he was very interesting. Uh, I like the scenes. I like his henchmen too. That was mm. that was fun. And also, there, there is a trope in movies and stuff where if it's a really rich guy, he's just incredibly ripped. Yes, you know, I know. I mean, like, just absolutely ripped. And th- yeah. This guy was too. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> like he's rich. He didn't need to be ripped. But you know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But it was. Yeah, I thought he was a good nemesis. And then also, you know, we later bring in Harrow, who's talking his uh, language, which is obviously money, right? And exactly. and, and, and taking power. scared power. Yeah. So yeah, I thought he. I thought he was a, a good addition. And uh, I know that I believe he. They finished filming before he passed away. But there yeah, may did. be mm-hmm. some, there may have been some ADR or some scenes that got, got cut. So it'll be interesting to see what his part is for the right. rest of the. Do, do you think he? I don't think they, he killed him. Uh, it kind of is, is implied no. that he dies at the end, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he yeah, probably I survived that. I think he survived. Uh, that battering. I don't know what to call it. I keep calling it a battering. It's not a battering because it's in the shape of a moon, but it's it's the only. It's the only thing I can think of to call it is a battering. Uh, but uh, we also, in this scene, we get Mark and Steven trying to work together a little bit for the first time. Uh, you get the, they're going to examine the sarcophagus. And when they're examining it, he's trying to let Steven, uh, Steven's trying to explain it to him through the mirrors. And one of the, int- I love the way that they are always finding these reflective services so they can yeah. talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, apparently though, it's like been an issue. Like it was one of the hardest things for like the production designers because they're like, okay, you want us to make a reflective surface out of a storage container. <laughs> so, I mean, so they're always having to come up with all these different ideas to put, to insert reflective surfaces so these two can talk. Uh, but they are doing their first bit to, try to kind of work together at this point. But we also, at the, once they kind of get discovered, we finally get a real huge chunk of Moon Knight. Uh, this yeah. is probably the most that we've had Moon Knight. What did you think about just this? Like I said, it's the first, this is the first extended portion that we've had Moon Knight. And what did you think about the performance of uh, Oscar Isaac in the suit in this particular episode? Loved it. Uh, yeah, absolutely it loved it. So cool when he was up, you know, all of a sudden he was high up. And right. Comes- mm-hmm down just the way he was fighting and stuff obviously the i guess the suit is like indestructible or something well that's what uh, that's one thing i do think they need to kind of establish that there's got to be some rules for this and we don't know them yet uh because i mean like when he puts the cape around layla the bullets just pass through them uh those spears i mean don't seem to affect him so uh, we don't really know what the rules are and what the power set is for this so that's probably one thing that i think they're going to have to read they're going to to start defining a little bit but i don't know how they're going to do it now because i don't he's conchu is in stone so we'll we'll see how they play that that cape scene was what i brought up last week that was in the trailer Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. yeah I, like I said, I hadn't seen the trailer in a while, but it yeah. made, I, I thought that was the case when... Because I remember you mentioning that when I was watching yeah. it, like, but that's the scene that Ryan was talking about. Yeah, but I, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. And, and like I said, when he was high up and he right. just comes down, I was like, whoa, here we great go. Visual. Yeah, Fi- great visual. Finally, we get some Moon Knight. Uh, 
But uh, in the middle of the battle, Stephen's like, because Stephen's not enjoying the fact that Mark is just beating these guys to pulp. He kills yeah. a, a, a number of them. He kills all of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, but he says, Stephen, let me he says, Mark, let me take control. Let me take control. And he does. And the Mr. Knight suit comes out. I love the fact that Stephen's like, all right, let me call time out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And then he starts getting stabbed. Like, okay, I'm not, still not good at this. So he still has a long way to go. I think he will eventually get better at being able to contribute in these, in these fights and stuff. Uh, but he, he's not there yet. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else I want to talk about this particular scene? Well, anything else you say, want to talk about? I thought Layla was very impressive in her. Yeah, fighting. she was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more. I think it's just more fodder for the fact that I think they're going to make her the Scarlet Scarab. I, yeah. I really honestly believe that that's going to be the case. Maybe that's what they do in the next episode. Now that he's doesn't have his powers, I don't know what to. Yeah, what it to could see. be. But yeah, I thought I thought she was very impressive. Just the way she fought, the way she was able to you know, get out of situation. You could tell that she was, uh, besides being an architect, uh, right. not architect, uh, what architect, what are the three? Uh, archaeologist. Archaeologist. Oh my yeah, gosh. Archaeologist. Uh, besides being <laughs> archaeologist, she, she has some mercenary skills as well. Yeah. She's definitely, she's, I don't want to say she's as skilled, but she's got her, she's got her yeah. own set of skills. Well, I like the one scene where she jumped in the air and then uh, like had those, whatever she has on her. And she, yeah, those, knobs mm -hmm. or whatever they are yeah because when i saw that thing around her neck i was like that's probably got to be some kind of a weapon i, I thought that was going to be the case and sure enough it, it, it was so um all right so let's go ahead and talk about the next thing so they get these charts uh but they really don't know what to do with them and this is when Layla's saying you need to let steven take to help out and conscious against this because he doesn't think steven will give the body back mark doesn't really want to do this either because he doesn't think steven will give the body back but he eventually relents and he goes ahead and lets mark take over and mark immediately solves the puzzle that is the star charts and uh he also realizes because layla scans them into her ipad i guess that's what, what it was uh to try to figure out where this location is but Stephen correctly points out the stars have moved a little bit. They don't move a lot, but they do move enough. And over the course of 2,000 years from when those charts were actually drawn, they will move significantly. Uh, and this is when Kanchi makes a decision that he knows is going to get him imprisoned. So it's you know kind of a, uh, a noble move on his part to, to do this so that they can find where this uh, location of this, of this uh, tomb is. He moves the night sky back in what's one of the best visuals probably we have seen in a Disney Plus show. That entire sequence of moving the night sky, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. What do yeah, you think? That was, that, was, that was very cool. Of course, I was going to say, my first thought was, guys, can we bring a flashlight? Do we need to use the car? <laughs> you're, out in the, you're out in the middle of nowhere, the <laughs> desert. You're about to run down that battery. I mean, come on. That was my first thought. Like, what are you yeah. doing? True, that's a good point. And now I will say this: somebody pointed out on Reddit. I was reading some Reddit threads on on this. Like they said, you know, you can Google like the location of like the stars were from like a certain date. So like like they didn't really have to go down this road, but you know, it doesn't that doesn't tell quite as good of a story if if you're googling this to try to find it. But nevertheless, uh, but yeah, I love this this scene, this visual, just the whole as the night sky is changing, the gods. Are, come back together and they start imprisoning Khonshu into this statue. Uh, just absolutely love this scene. But now we're at this point where Khonshu, who provides the powers for Moon Knight, he's not there anymore. So what are they going to do? Yeah, because Khonshu tells Stephen to get Mark to rescue me. 
Yeah. And like, how do you do that? How do you do that? I don't know. I mean, cause you can't just go into the temple into the, to the pyramid of Giza anytime you want to. I mean, yeah. that just doesn't happen. Uh, so like I said, I don't, I don't really know where they're going with episode four. Uh, like I said, I, I'm really interested to see episode four just because of the fact that I have heard so much. And this is, this is something we talked about last week. I really wish they would do two episodes at a time. They're never yeah. going to do yeah. it yeah. Uh, because this is the middle of an act. Uh, they're going to finish the act with episode four before they get into the final act in episodes five and six. It would just be really nice to have this, to understand where you're going with this, with this, like I love this episode. It's one of my favorite episodes in a Marvel Disney Plus show. It's not my favorite. It's towards the top. I'd say probably my favorite is episode five of Loki, uh, and then number two is episode eight of WandaVision. Uh, those are probably my top two, but this is probably third. And like I said, I just wish we knew. I wish I had some idea because I, I cannot figure out for the life of me what they're going to do in episode four. I just cannot. Yeah, it's, it's, to be honest, a little concerning that Moon Knight is not available. And then you you keep hearing about, you know, I've I heard the same thing you have on a couple of podcasts and stuff. I've been reading, like, episode four takes a big turn. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm like I said, but everybody seems to be saying positive things about whatever this turn is. So, yeah. uh, look, they, they've done a good job up to this point. I, I think they're going to continue to do a good job. So, I'll, I'll trust them on it. But it is a little bit concerning. Well, that. I will say... Uh, I've been interested, um, and I saw a conversation between some sports writers. I think we both follow uh, today that were like, people are not there. I didn't. I thought the overall was positivity about the show, but I, they were not liking it at all. It was a long really? thread going back. It was Robbie Falk and Brandon Marcello. Oh, really? Yeah, they were talking about they just couldn't get into it. It's just not hmm, clicking. So, and I and I kind of had seen that multiple times. You know, oh, it's getting good reviews. Yeah, it's getting. I mean, good, yeah. And IMDb, it's it's high on IMDb. I mean, it's been eight. First episode was eight point two. Second episode was eight point two. This was that thing at eight point three last time I checked. So, I mean, there. My guess is the people who don't like it are probably the most vocal. If I had to guess, yeah, as with anything, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I've 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 loved it. It's been. I don't know if it's my favorite disney plus show but it's it's good it's going to be in the discussion i think by the time we get to if as long as they keep going on the track that they've been going on they keep executing the way that they've been it's going to be in the discussion i don't know like i said i don't know if it's going to be towards if it's going to be at the top but i think it'll at least be towards the top uh that's just my personal opinion so all right uh anything else you want to talk about before we start talking about some questions uh i was going to mention one last thing that i thought oscar isaac and may calamari Mm-hmm. chemistry was just off the charts yeah it is and it's again this is goes back to what oscar isaac is having to do you having to be able to pull it off with two different personas is it's a tough ask and he's pulling it off continually week after week so he's just doing it's he's just doing an incredible job and yeah. you know if he doesn't get consideration for an emmy for this it, it's it's a travesty yeah. <laughs> i mean i'll just be real honest with you because he's doing just such a wonderful job all right, uh, some questions I have, and you can uh, have some of yours. My first one, we've talked about this as well already, kind of, but how is Steven or Mark, however, whatever you want to call him, going to accomplish anything without Kanshi around? I, I, like yeah. I said, I just I don't know. I mean, look, Mark is obviously a good fighter on his own. Uh, there's, I mean, he's a mercenary. That's what mm-hmm. he's trained to do. So he can fight, but the reason why he's able to do every take on six or seven guys at one time, like he did at Midnight Man's compound or whatever it is you want to call that place, 
the reason he's able to do it is because he has the powers of uh, the Moon Knight, which is Kanchu, and now Kanchu is a stone statue. So, like I said, I, yeah, I, I was don't gonna say know. those those spears are going to hurt this week. Yeah, they're going to hurt if he gets stabbed by one of them this, now. So I'll be interested to see how they how they do that. Uh, my next question was, how are they going to free Kanchu? Because that's what what Kanchu tells uh, Stephen. He says, "Make have Mark come free me or find me or whatever it is." How? I mean, like I said, yeah. we, we kind of talked about that as well. So obviously, I'm thinking the other. The female god, what was her name? Yatzel. I, think Actually, I don't know if that's her. I don't know if that's her avatar, or if that's the the god's name. But okay. Yatzel was, was uh, the one I wrote down. I feel like she's going to be involved. Yeah, I would think so. That would that would have to be the case. I can't yeah. imagine anything. Uh, I, I can't imagine either way that they get in there. So, yeah. uh, the other one is this. Well, we've, we've talked about this as well. What's the big twist? What's this big? What's this big uh, change that's coming? And how's it going to? What are they do? What are they about to do? That's going to kind of flip the show on its head. Uh, so I'm really, really interested to see that. There is this one scene from the trailer I keep seeing where like Mark's in all white and he's like just like kind of like banging his head, his head into his hands. Uh, it makes me wonder if is he in a mental institution at this point? Is that's is that what's the big change is going to be? So I don't know. But uh, any other questions you have that? No, those are those are the big ones. And will we see Jake? Yeah, I think I don't know if we're going to see him in episode four uh, because most people who I've listened to, uh, the last person I listened to, I think was a uh, Joanna Robinson on. Uh, the multiverse, uh, the Ringiverse podcast. Uh, she's seen our one of is one of the people on the Ringiverse podcast, and they said that they don't see him in the first four episodes. But obviously, just because they don't see him doesn't mean that he's not there. Because we, we we've got a pretty good we've got a pretty good indication that they that he's there, even though they haven't yeah. actually shown him yet. So, all right. So, you want to do our weekly awards? Then let's do it. All right. So, Tyrion Lannister, the MVP of the week. Who is your MVP of episode three of Moon Knight? So, I'm going Co on this one because okay. I, I think Oscar Isaac and May Kalamali deserve it. Cause well, I'll she, get that way too. Yeah, because she was as big a part. You know, in the first scene involved her. You know, just seeing how well she was able to handle the fighting. Uh, right. You know, we got to see uh, her other, like, knowledge of Egyptian stuff. So mm. I thought it was a huge episode for her. And then Oscar, you know, like you mentioned, you know, always always showing off and it was so much he has to do. But also, you know, you mentioned a point about how he has to play two characters. The way she handles uh, Stephen and Mark mm-hmm. is different as well. Right. So, she, has to, she has to be able to play off both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, both of them... And like I said, their chemistry is just off the chart. I, I was really impressed with both of them this week. Yeah, I'll go with that too. I was just going to say Oscar Isaac, but I think you're right. I think you make a really good point about what she is doing in this role as well because she's having to go toe-to-toe with with Oscar Isaac. She's having to be just as strong as, as he is in his role and be able to, to be able to play off of what he is doing is a big ask for her as well. I mean, they're asking a lot of Oscar Isaac, but they're also asking a lot of her to be able to just kind of go with the flow and – you know, play off of both personalities and we might be getting a third one. So, uh, so like I said, uh, just really good uh, performances by both of them to say the least. All right. Agatha all along your best scene of the episode for this week. What was your Agatha all along? I went with the, the fight at Anton's. Okay, I like that. Uh, I I went with the changing the night sky. Both are good though. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Both are spectacular scenes. I I like them both. Uh, I said, 
the fight scene, I, I, I felt kind of like it was too obvious. So I wanted to go with, uh, like I said, just that visual of the way that they changed the night sky and the, how they were showing everybody's reaction uh, throughout uh, throughout uh, Egypt, seeing that that change. Uh, it was just absolutely well. Uh, and you know, something else we didn't mention: Conchu found some worth with Stephen during that. Scene. Yeah, he did. So for the for the first time, he didn't. Right. He didn't call He's him worm called him an idiot, or idiot. Worm. Or, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that was you know he he even allowed him to change into. Uh, Mr. Knight, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, like I said, uh, just a, a fun episode all around. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so your if you come at the king, you best not miss our best line of the week. What did you go with? I didn't. I had a hard time with this one. I did too, but I went with one you mentioned earlier, where it was uh, where Mark says, "What did you do, Stephen?" And Stephen says, "It wasn't me. It was someone else." Yeah, that was that's a good one. Uh, I went with the very last line of the entire episode that was uh, given by Arthur Harrow, uh, where he says, where he's talking to the stone statue of Khonshu. Now I don't know if he they 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 said they think he can hear him, but they don't know. Uh, but he's talking to the stone statue. He says, uh, uh, "I enjoyed dealing out pain on your behalf. That is the greatest sin that I carry. I am grateful. Had you not broken me so completely, I might never have known the value of healing. I'm going to do what you could not. When it's finished, I want you to remember the one thing. I owe my victory to you. That was. Uh, it just continues to provide that creepiness, that that soft spoken creepiness that Arthur Harrow has that is being done beautifully by Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely magnificent. I mean, we talk about Oscar Isaac because he has the more difficult role, but what Ethan Hawke is doing is, you know, I mean, it's not equally as impressive, but it's still really darn impressive. It's so smooth. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Very smooth. So uh, just absolutely love what he's doing in this show. Absolutely love it. Uh, so glad that he's in it. All right, so our ratings. Uh, so far, we have both had this at a loss. Are you changing your rating for Moon Knight on this one? So this episode, I would rate a Game of Thrones. But overall, I'm still at a loss because I'll be honest, I'm I'm still a little concerned where we're going, especially since there's no Moon Knight. Uh, that that yeah. that has me concerned. I'm just going all the way. I'm going ahead and pushing it up to Game of Thrones. It's a very low Game of Thrones, but I'm going ahead and pushing it up there because I did enjoy this episode so much. I, they got the fun aspect of this. I'm interested to see where it goes. It could obviously go back down. It could go back down real quick if they don't if they don't figure out a way to whatever they're going to do without having him having the powers. If they give him his powers back really quickly, or I like to say, I don't know. I don't know. Not exactly sure what they're going to do in this next episode, but I. I'm, I do have some hesitancy about that, but basically just on what I've seen, I'm going ahead and go with the Game of Thrones, for at least for right now. We'll see where it, where it stands in a couple of days. All right. Uh, we also do recommendations every week for our listeners. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners? I've got three. Oh, go ahead. And we may have one of the same. We might. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Tokyo Vice. That's one of mine. So, yeah. so we, we were considering... Uh, covering that we've we've decided not to but i really enjoyed it uh five episodes out uh it is it is michael mann so it's gritty it's dark Mm -hmm. but it's really really compelling story uh fantastic uh acting in it from ken wantabi i think Mm -hmm. that's how you pronounce it i think it's watanabe Watanabe, so he's really good and then some of the asian actors i've never seen before they're they're really Mm -hmm. fantastic so i really enjoyed it five episodes out i think there's two coming out this week so it's it's worth Mm -hmm. the watch 
yeah, it's good. I haven't watched all five so far. Uh, I've watched three of them. It is a it is a really really good show. Uh, the reason we're not covering it is because we think we found something better to talk about. I don't know if it's a better show, but I think we, it's something that will elicit more discussion. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, but also, as Ryan and I were talking. Guys, we would screw up these Japanese names yeah. left and right. So we don't. I don't think y'all want to hear us try to mispronounce those Japanese names uh, the way that we probably would have if we had covered the show. But like I said, and also the show is it's really good. It's but I don't know that it elicits a lot of discussion, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why we're, why we're pivoting to a different show that we think will uh, produce a lot of discussion. But I'm with you on that one. It was one of my recommendations as well. So it's a, your other recommendations. My other uh, pachinko. I watched the first episode. I, yeah, it's I good. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I just didn't know enough. I don't know enough about the Japanese Korean issues. Right, and there appears to be a long list of them. Yeah, but it's uh, this is. I watched the first episode, and it was after I'd watched uh, Tokyo Vice. So I'd watched a lot of subtitles. We were both, <laughs> we were kind of tired. Uh, you can get tired watching a lot of subtitles. Yeah, but I'm going to definitely going to go back to it. But w- interesting story told from like three different time mm-hmm. frames. Uh, right. Uh, about this young lady, uh, mm-hmm. about the, and then it's her, her as a child, her as a teen, I guess, right. or, and then her as a elder person. Yeah. One thing that's interesting about it is because the subtitles, they change colors depending on what language yeah, you're listening really to. Yeah, that's really cool. It's, it's, it's blue if it's Japanese and yellow if it's Korean. Yes, right? yes. Uh, and so, like, what will be interesting is we say, well, that's not what's so interesting about that is because occasionally they'll be sitting there talking in Korean, it'll be yellow, and then this blue word pops in. And so, like, why are they switching from these Japanese words every so often. So there's a lot of, it's, it's just an interesting story. Uh, it's not when I can just watch a whole lot of, I've only watched two episodes of yeah. it uh, because do the subtitles, you, you do get tired uh, sitting there reading all those and trying to keep up with the story. Uh, I don't know why it's different when reading a book, but when you like it, you think it'd be easier, but for some reason I don't think it is. But uh, yeah. And I would say like the subtitle stuff, like I've gotten into, you know, I really like Parasite. Uh, yeah, know, a I, I want to see that. I never got a chance to see oh, it. I need dude. to see it. Well, I think it's still on Hulu. That's well worth it. I think it. it is. And I went back and watched several of Boon Jong Hu, I think is his name, uh, several really of his movies. And there, he is one about a monster that I think you would really like. I, I, I think it's called The Host. The host, uh, okay. And so, but anyway, I really like this in the like the history aspect of it. If you're a person who's into history, I think this one this one would be really uh, would would uh, scratch your itch for you. And like I said, I I knew zero about the Korean uh, Japanese issues and right. how you know they so many Korean people lived in Japan or whatnot. So that mm-hmm. that's been a lot to learn. So my third recommendation. Uh, we went to the movies today to celebrate Easter by watching some Michael Bay. Oh, <laughs> you saw Ambulance? I saw Ambulance, and it was incredible. You will be on the, the your seat, just you don't know what's coming. There is some insanity about car chase. It's, it's like two, two hours and ten minutes of car chases and fights and they have a shootout and it's, you just won't see what's coming. And there there's, it, it keeps you on, on the, the edge of your seat. Jake Gyllenhaal is fantastic. He's really uh, hamming it up and as you should with the Michael Bay. Uh, right. The other actor, um, he's from um, the, the, uh, ah man, the Watchmen. He's the, he's oh, okay. the main guy. He, he is. A, so he was really, really good. 
Uh, so it, it is definitely worth watching. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard, like, I almost said this every time I said the word, but have you ever heard, like, redneck people say, like, ambulance? Yes, I have. I uh-huh. almost said that every time because it's just, <laughs> I always think about that. Cause, anyway, but it is it is fun. And if you're in a theater and it's loud, it's, it's well worth watching. So ambulance... Thumbs up. It's coming to, I think, Paramount Plus in, in a couple of weeks anyway. Okay. Yeah, my, we actually make, I actually may go see that in theaters. My wife has actually mentioned, she doesn't want to go see many movies, but that's one she's actually talked about possibly going well to worth see. Well, so, so uh, we may go be in the, catching that one as well. So, uh, all right. So, mine, you've already mentioned one, Tokyo Vice. Uh, the other one is uh, if you have an Apple device and you've watched Severance, which if you watch Severance, you probably have an Apple device. Uh, but make sure you have the Apple Books. Uh, app on your phone or your uh, or your iPad, whatever it may be, and go look up the Lexington file. It gives it's basically like a whistleblower account of of somebody who worked at at Lumen uh, in a different branch of Lumen. Uh, it's very short. It's basically like just an email, a, a few email exchanges between a reporter and their editor about if they're going to cover the story, and it's. The it's an email that they sent this person sent to this reporter about what she experienced at Lumen uh, as a severed employee. And it kind of feels like this took place before the story that we saw in the first season of Severance, and like they kind of worked out some of their issues that where this lady could actually tell some of these things. Uh, but so, like I said, it's, it'll take you less than an hour to read. It's really really short. Oh, it's only okay. like it's only like forty five pages or something like that. Uh, and so that's part of that's like the first half of the book. The second half is like it's the uh, macro data refiner handbook. Uh, and so that and like they've got this weird like mascot called Sevy, who's the the, the severed microchip. <laughs> of uh, course they do. <laughs> uh, so like I said, it's just if you if you want to kind of get they don't give a whole lot more, but they give you just a little bit more about what might be going on. And apparently this thing came out like on March 18th, and I just completely missed it. Uh, I've not but, seen it either, yeah. Yeah, so go, uh, like I said, if you go on Apple Books, if you watch Severance and you liked it, go on to Apple Books and check it out. You can get it there. It's completely free. You don't have to buy it or anything like that, so it's there. Uh, one other thing I wanted to recommend, I forgot to write it down. Uh, if you wanted to watch some more with uh, Amelia Jones from CODA, if you, if you liked her performance, I would recommend going and watching on Netflix. Uh, Lock and Key. The first season is a bit of a drag. The first season, it was like they didn't know if they were going to get a second season, so they kind of jammed a lot of stuff in there. Uh, Can't and it's blame kinda, them for that. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of clunky at times that first season. Uh, but the second season, they they renewed it for both a second and a third season, and it's much a smooth. It's a much smoother ride, and it is much better. You do have to get to that first season though to understand the second season, so you can't just really skip it. But uh, if you want to watch more about her, I would recommend going and watching Lucky. It's kind of got. It's very similar to. Uh, that show that we're going to watch come out and watch on Netflix. Uh, Stranger Things. It's a, it's got a similar vibe. It's kind of like a poor man Stranger Things All right, uh, okay. is what it is. So, like I said, the first season is not spectacular. It's it's decent, but the second season is pretty good. So, all right. Uh, I guess that's it then. Uh, so that's all of our recommendations. So, our what we are changing. We said we are not covering Tokyo Vice anymore. If you watched it, look, I'm, I'm not going to apologize. That's a good show. So, if you watched it because you were going to listen to us talk about it. You didn't. You, you probably understand. Just, that's a good show, and you, I'm not going to apologize for that. But uh, 
what we are going to cover is on Amazon Prime. It is called Outer Range. It has Josh Brolin in it. I wasn't real familiar with it. I knew I'd probably go watch it just because it had Josh Brolin. It is a very different take on what I was expecting, and we yeah. will talk about that in, on our our uh, midweek show when we get ready to discuss it here in a second. Look, I think you will enjoy it. Uh, Amazon Prime, I, we don't ever really know what to do with Amazon Prime. Uh, we'll talk more about them when we actually talk about the the episodes themselves, but go check out Outer Range. There are two, they're doing two episodes at a time. The first two episodes are on, which we're going to be discussing in our midweek episode. So if you want to listen to us talk about that, and I think you will once you watch it, go to definitely check it out. I would say Yellowstone meets the first season, the Russ Cole season of True Detective. Oh, okay. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good parallel, I think. So, yeah, that works. So, all right, guys, I guess we're going to go ahead and sign off at this point. So, and uh, anything else you want to add before we head off, uh, Ryan? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. I would agree and echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.